Hey guys, it's Cass and Dorian, and you're listening to United. I'm kind of not clear on like exactly what we're going to talk about today, so I figured we could just like talk through it. And okay. then while recording and like go more in depth while recording with it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, we really just talked about giving the viewers a little bit more insight on who we are as people, I guess. As people. Outside of <laughs> podcasting. Um. So, I don't know. Like, if you were listening to a podcast and you wanted to know more about the person who's speaking what would you want to know i always want to know age (laughs) (laughs) so i know it's like what they like you know talk about supposedly but i always want to i'm always curious on people's age i don't have a problem with talking about my age i think it's weird that we don't talk about it like it's not happening or something like it's It's not happening i think it's because of some stipulations that go along with it right when you're younger, you know, say if we were like 22 and 23, people would be less likely to see what we have to say as adding value because they would see us as young and unexperienced. Oh, yeah, that's true. And there can be some flip ones as you're getting older. People can feel maybe you're more out of touch with yeah. what's currently going on. So but we um, land in the middle. Yeah, I feel like we're not <laughs> in either of those categories. Just... So I'm 37. 37. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure you, you gotta do the math. I was, there. Yeah, seriously, I was just thinking, what is 2020? Yeah, I turned 37. I've been getting confused over the last few years about how old I am. I thought I was 38 all year last year. I can't. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm 32. Okay. I don't get confused about that. <laughs> I know how old I am, but I'm also very big. Like I love birthdays, mm. and I love until I hit 30. I was really all about getting older. My 30th birthday was the only birthday that I ever, like, dreaded. They were like, oh, man. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, no. What is, like, my life is over. I'm 30 now. I can no longer have the innocence of my 20s and saying I'm young. I didn't know. There is definitely something about the 30s where this recognition of, Getting older and aging really seems to sink in throughout the 30s. Oh, it definitely Even though does. it's like a third through our lifespan technically nowadays. Yeah. I think likely. it's because like, especially for women, the mm. you know, child rearing age is coming to an end and, you know, things start to happen to our bodies. That's true. That like 30s remind is- us that we're old. Hormones start to change, hair starts to show up, weight starts to fluctuate in different ways. Yeah, like my guy swears I have gray hair. I'm like, no, I don't. And we won't speak of that blasphemy ever again. Like, what's wrong with you? I don't have any gray hair. I have a little bit of blonde in my hair and it looks gray sometimes, but it's not. It's blonde. (laughs) Leave me alone. Okay, so we'll see. Kids? Oh, yeah. Speaking of 32, like that was... That's one of the glaring things for me that made me feel older is like this pressure to have more kids because mm. I really wanted to be done having kids by the time I was 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And what was, I'm curious, what was the reasoning for that? I just, 
when I think about how old I'm going to be when I'm done raising them. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I'm done having them by the time I'm 30, I'll be done raising them by the time I'm 50. Mm -hmm. And I'll be able to live, you know, Mm -hmm. the rest of my (laughs) whatever, whatever, however long I'll have after 50. Yeah. I'll just I won't have to worry about raising a child. Yeah. And that that level of responsibility. Yeah. So 32, you're giving birth here in like a week. Yeah. Um, So I had my son when I was 30 and I was like, uh, well, I want another one. So back to back it is because I was not about to have another baby after 35. So Mm. I was like, let's let's just do this. And so two years later, here I am about to have another baby. Mm, Nice. So you have three kids, three kids. I have a 12 year old who is uh, crazy daughter. Yes. And I'm convinced that she's going to be the ringleader and all of my kids are going to be demon children. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But she was born on a Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's funny. And then this one is due on the 10th, but I have a scheduled C-section for the 13th. Mm -hmm. And... I was just looking at like astrology and everything and Mars is in retrograde right now. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a full moon this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then on the 13th, Mercury is going to be in retrograde. Mm. And that's the first day of Mars <laughs> and Mercury overlapping in retrograde. in retrograde on the day that your daughter's born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Does that, what does that mean? <laughs> According to astrology, what does that mean? I have no idea what that means. (laughs) But you think it can be connected to demon children? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They might. So 12-year-old girl, 2-year-old boy, and... And a newborn. Newborn. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so happy because this is... I'm not having no more kids, so... So you know you're done. You know this is the... Yeah. 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 That's nice. So, uh, So I have... A guy at home. I call him my guy because I don't like referring to him as my boyfriend. Because we are, you know, in our 30s and not married and may not ever get married. So I won't call him my husband. Mm -hmm. But I haven't figured out what else to call him. Mm -hmm. And I don't like saying my significant other is just too much. Mm -hmm. So I call him my guy. What about partner? I just stay away from partner. Because of how it's interpreted in the U.S., people misinterpret it, thinking that it means uh, yeah. mm-hmm, a and relationship between same sex. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that I care. Um, it's just mis- it's, it's not just, misleading, but people misinterpret it. Like, you most likely will be misinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that over in Europe. I know. I could call him my partner, but I just don't. I like to say my guy. Okay. I don't know why. Fair enough. He's my guy. It's... It's like a term of endearment for me towards him Mm -hmm. Um, and my two kids. And we also have two dogs, Sirius and Ra, Amun Ra. Amun Ra? Yeah. We uh, just call him Ra for short because Amun Amun Ra is a lot. It's a mouthful. And I realized that after we named him... (laughs) Whenever I'd be like, Amun Ra, come here. I was like, this is too much. Ra, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ra is a Rottweiler. He's about three years old and the biggest doof I've ever seen in my life. And Sirius is a Shih Tzu Sharpay mix. 
and she is eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is a grumpy old man. She's a grumpy old man. <laughs> That's how I would describe her. <laughs> Love her to death, but she looks like a grumpy old man and she acts like a grumpy old man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> She's the best, though. They're both really sweet dogs. Nice. So I have a, an 18 year old son who graduated high school this past June and a 15 year old daughter who is a sophomore in high school. And I always wanted three children, but it just doesn't didn't didn't really work out. Um, my fiance, I'm I'm engaged, been engaged for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I I process things slowly, and coronavirus definitely throws its uh, wrench in the system. So hopefully the wedding will be next year. But uh, we've been together for eight years, and my fiance Joe. Um, Never really wanted children of his own and was really, really, really happy to uh, get in a relationship with a woman that already had children. Because then he got to be able to have the experience Mm -hmm. of parenthood without doing the earlier years, five and below, uh, that are hardest. They are harder, uh, I believe. And from my experience, they are harder. Some people think teenage years are just as bad or worse and... My belief is it depends on how you do the years before the teenage years. Uh, But, yeah, so he never really wanted to have children. So I've come to terms with the fact that it's two, and I'm getting pretty excited because I will have an emptiness at 40. And that is just an absolutely incredible thought. (laughs) See? Exactly. (laughs) And here I am starting all over at 30. (laughs) Whose idea was this? No, it was my idea. But it's funny because I never really wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew that if I did have kids or end up pregnant, I guess, that I would have multiple. Mm-hmm. But I w- never, like, wanted to. I wasn't that girl that was like, oh, I can't wait to have babies. Mm-hmm. I was never that person. I was like, babies, ugh. I, <laughs> I didn't want children either, but I always wanted to be a foster mom. Oh, yeah. I totally wanted to be yeah, a foster Yeah, I wanted mom. to live a whole life with no kids whatsoever. <laughs> Obviously, that ha- has changed yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, after having my daughter, I was very like, oh, this isn't bad. And it's actually really fulfilling mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, being a mom, it's not my identity. I know some people take that on and it becomes their whole life and their identity. And that hasn't happened for me. It didn't but happen it at all. it is very fulfilling. That didn't happen at all? No. It's very hard for that to, I think it's very difficult to not have that happen in the first, like, five years of life. Because they're so, they need you so much. And it's so incredibly all-consuming when they're young in those first five years that usually... I think it's different because I had help. You mm. know, it wasn't just me. Uh, their father has been in the picture since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been together for 13 years and not engaged. So don't feel bad about your long engagement. <laughs> um, I think I've actually accepted that we may not ever get married and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But he's always been there so while I find being a mother to be fulfilling 
I didn't feel like it had to be everything. Mm-hmm. I was able to go and do other things and focus on other things, like getting my degree and building who I am as a person mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if, you know, going and in, in working on a degree and building those things, it, that definitely that definitely helps. I think yeah. uh I think that yeah, I I I feel like for a lot of women there there is this like experience of when you have children, especially multiple children, and that may also factor in cuz I know for myself there was a huge difference between one child to two children. Yeah. That 3 years was with one was totally different than one once I had two. Yeah. That was it. I no longer existed. Yeah, and for me it was with totally one, different because I had like one can. for 10 years. Yeah, and it feels like you can exist and it's easier to um still cultivate a sense of self and find time to do things for yourself. So maybe that's part of yeah. what was different. But I feel like a lot of people when they have children, you know, especially in those first five years, you know, you get to a point where you're like, wait a second, I haven't come up for air in, in, in five or more years. And I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I was so, you you just get so consumed. Yeah. So, and I, I think a lot of that too is like we, it's, you have to have a support system. Mm. And I, I have a really great support system. Yeah, it's true. Cause you have a lot. It's not yeah. just, it's not just their father. their father. Yeah. My friends, um, their grandparents. Yep. Um, my sisters. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of people that if I need a break, I can call and say, hey, can you take the baby? Yeah. <laughs> and that's utterly incredible. Do that. Yeah. Utterly and, I, incredible. and I realized how, um, how rare that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm extremely grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely you're very lucky grateful. For that. Yeah. That makes a, a world of difference, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Which is what, you know, will allow us to continue recording episodes of the podcast too as you have a newborn and a two-year-old i mean you're taking three months maternity leave right yeah so at least we we have recorded enough episodes so you can take up to four months off without needing to record a thing yeah i highly d- doubt i'm gonna want to take that much time off but we'll see <laughs> we'll see i might enjoy being at home with the baby i mean i i will enjoy being at home with the baby but not to the extent where i won't need um adult conversation. conversation yeah or have things that you want to say and express yeah, yeah. totally but so, just yeah it's there just in case yeah. yeah um so yeah we've recorded a ton of episodes and some of them pertain to having another baby and experiences that i've had throughout this pregnancy mm-hmm. and um so hopefully those will come out yeah those so, will come, come out, out sometime. yeah it will like it'll talk about you being pregnant um, as it like you're pregnant at the time we recorded, but it'll come out after the baby's born because yeah. we had to do so many in advance there. And there's some things that have been thrown into the mix, right? Like the Brianna Taylor episodes, we really mm-hmm. felt like we needed to speak on those things. So there's been ones that have been thrown into the mix that push back other episodes, uh, but yeah. they'll all eventually get out. We even have done an episode responding to some feedback from listeners. Yeah, um, that'll be out soon. Probably in like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. In the second episode, like a follow up to the cultural appropriation, we had a second conversation around it. So all those will come out. That's one of the reasons why, if anyone's interested, where it seems like some of it may seem like it doesn't really make sense in a lineup with timing or that will be wise because we recorded and needed to record so much because Cassandra's going on maternity leave in yeah. advance. 
Yeah. So when I get done with maternity leave, we'll get back to recording. And we're probably going to record stuff that happened while I was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's all going to be a little jumbled. Yeah. Until I'm done recovering and stuff. But I'm excited because, you know, like I said, this is my last baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am going to enjoy every bit of it. Yeah. Snuggles, all the snuggles. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no desire to go back to that stage. Zero desire to go back to that stage. But Well, it's it. funny because everyone keeps saying like, oh, you're talking about this as your last baby. You're totally going to want another one in a couple years. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty set. Why would you? Exactly. I mean, three's a good number. I think it's a really good number, especially. So the only reason why we ended up with three is because there's such a huge gap. Between the first two. Because I really would have stopped that too. Mm-hmm. But I wanted um, my kids to have siblings close in age. Mm-hmm. And it just it wasn't feasible for us to have the first two close in age. Because mm-hmm. I had the first one when I was young. And we needed to get to a better place financially and stuff before mm-hmm. we could start having more kids. So it just wasn't feasible. Mm-hmm. But... So then when we decided to have more kids, I'm like, okay, so we're having two because I want two close in age. I have a sister who is 362 days <laughs> older than me mm-hmm. and we're thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted my kids to be able to have that. Obviously not to that extreme. Like I'd like them to be more than a year apart. Give yourself a breather. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanted them to be at least two years apart. Mm-hmm. So I planned it to a T mm-hmm. of how I was going to have two babies, two years. I'm actually a little bit apprehensive about how life is going to change having an infant and a toddler because mm-hmm. I don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about what it's going to look like, too. It's so awesome. <laughs> I say as I roll my eyes. Uh, <laughs> but you have a large support network, and so that should really help. Yeah, My experience comes from not really having a support network at all or very, very minimal. Yeah. And it was hard. Yeah. So, so talk to talk to us about your, you know, career, your your schooling and your career goals and, and where you're at with that in life. Oh, I'm at a standstill with that. <laughs> Let's start there. But you still have, you still I have, do, what, I do still have long-term goals. vision. And I, I don't know if it's a stand, I wouldn't call it a standstill as much as a pause or redirection yeah. to have your children. So anyway. Well, it wasn't necessarily to have my children. It was due to COVID uh, that okay. I, I'm, I've paused things. I was working for Starbucks for several years. I became a Starbucks store manager and um, quickly found out that that was not the career for me. It was not what I wanted to do long term. I don't think I ever really intended to do it long term, but I I expected to at least do it for five years and I only did it for two. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by long term. Um, so I ended up leaving Starbucks and getting a job in a law firm, which is the background of my degree. I have a associates in paralegal studies and a bachelor's in law and society with a concentration in legal studies. And I plan on going to law school. So, uh, I 
decided to take a break when I got done with my bachelor's because I wanted to focus on my career and building my family, but my career at Starbucks. So I, I did the whole Starbucks thing, fulfilled, don't need to do that anymore. And I finally decided to go into the field of law and I was working for a law firm as a legal assistant. And then COVID happened a month after mm-hmm. I started. So mm-hmm. I got laid off. And I found out I was pregnant the day before I started at the law firm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and I mean, we were trying. It wasn't like it wasn't planned, but we were, it was funny because we had decided to put it off because I was starting a new job. And then I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, okay, universe, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know, I wanted that. Yeah, so, and then um, COVID happened. Which... Yeah, and then COVID happened. So I went through this like process of is this even the right time? Like, even though I wanted another baby, I'm like, there's no telling what's going to happen in the future. Like, maybe this isn't the right time. But I, there was nothing I was going to do about it. Mm-hmm. So I just accepted it and moved on. And I haven't uh, had any luck finding another job. So at this point, I'm just like, I guess I'm not going back to work until after this baby. So eventually I will um, be going back to work and I plan on going into the field of law so that I can build up my experience, my life experience and stuff before I attempt to go to law school again. Yeah, after yeah. the kids get a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately I do want to go to law school. I want to become a an attorney and I want to be able to help people in ways that I can't right now without a law degree. My I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was like... I don't know, 12. Uh, and that hasn't changed. The way that I want to practice law has changed several times. Like at some one point, I wanted to run my own law firm and uh, be a defense attorney. And then I realized as a defense attorney, you still have to defend guilty people. Mm. Uh even if you know they're guilty and you mm-hmm. can't say that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's probably not the one for me because mm-hmm. I'm not defending someone who I know raped a woman mm-hmm. uh, and get it. I'll be the one in the courtroom like, Yana, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he did it. I know I'm his lawyer, but he did it. <laughs> you know, like send, send him to jail right now. So I was like, that's probably not the mm-hmm. the career path for me. Um, I also wanted to be a prosecutor, but I'm also really on the fence about prosecuting because there's, there's just a double-edged sword on both sides. Mm -hmm. Cause if I'm prosecuting someone who's innocent and sending them to jail, that would be on my conscience. Mm -hmm. And I guess I wouldn't really know unless, yeah, there's no way for me to know as a prosecutor, at least as a defense attorney, if my defendant, if my client tells me that they did it, I would know. Yeah. But I think as a prosecutor, though, you can encounter situations where you really, you know, can strongly feel or believe the person didn't do it. Or or you can see the humanity in the in the situation mm-hmm. and the because um, not everyone is a hardened criminal and yeah. not everyone doesn't deserve like a second chance. But sometimes the law doesn't allow for that. So you'd have to. 
prosecute to the fullest of the law because the crime, knowing that, you know, it just puts you in a real predicament. Yeah. Uh, And I also wanted to be and and that's the 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 biggest thing for me was that I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. Mm. I've always wanted to ultimately be a Supreme Court justice. And those other things were like my way to get there. Mm hmm. So I still want to be a Supreme Court justice because I feel like that's the best way for me to invoke change on our justice system mm-hmm. because it needs it needs a lot of change. Mm-hmm. But of course, most of the Supreme Court justices are like old, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't be something that would happen until I'm like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> so I got time, <laughs> you know, another thirty years. Um, but that's basically it. Mm. I can't I can't wait to get back out there and get back into the field and get back to work and you know, figure out how to balance my home life and my work life and mm-hmm. and how to become the person that I really see myself to be, mm-hmm. which is a powerful Supreme Court justice. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> awesome. Vision board vision boarding it. Yeah. Except it's all yeah. in my head because I don't have any. You don't, right but now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just envisioning it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about you? So, I never went to college. I never felt called to one particular type of field. I mean, I felt really called to psychology, and I always knew I wanted to help people in the way psychologists help people. Uh, since I was very young, and then I was introduced to. A, a motivational speaker and went and that was just like in the bag for me like that's it that's like the type of life I want to live that's that's the career I want to have so I've just worked my life in that direction and uh, I ended up at Starbucks which was amazing because I spent 14 years there and learned so much about leadership, leading people, business management, uh, so much. I grew up so much as a person and I also learned in a way that works better for me than going to school and reading, you know, hypothetical or, uh, about history of things Mm -hmm. business wise or leadership wise on paper and, and analyzing it and writing papers on it that, that doesn't really help for me. That's not the best learning process. Experiential totally is. So I'm super grateful to have gotten, I believe, a master's. I see it as a master's degree in business um, through oh, yeah. experience. Absolutely. And, you know, my. And it really should be equivalent. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. My fiance got his master's in a business administration a couple years ago. And you know, a lot, a lot of what he was learning, I could talk with him about or help him with because I had done those things and experienced those things. And especially when it comes to people management through uh, things he has gone through at work, you know, Mm -hmm. I've really been able to be a sounding board for him with that because I have so much experience in it. So I... I also had a passion to, since I was 19, I always wanted to be a massage therapist and I had it like on my bucket list to go to school for massage therapy, not necessarily to be a massage therapist, but to have the knowledge. I just always craved having that. So I completed that bucket list item in 2016 
15, 16. So I'm a licensed massage therapist. I've trained in cranial sacral therapy. I'm really into just energy healing. And um, I use all of those things plus my life experience. I'm greatly into meditation. I'm a highly spiritual person. And I have a really big heart for people and humanity. And I kind of put all those things together and use those things being a life coach. And for a time, I was also doing business coaching. But I, I like, I love, and I have passion about that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like exciting, but it's not anywhere near, it's not really fulfilling for me, yeah. like really changing how a person feels about themselves and sees themselves in this world and shows up in this world is way more my thing which I think you probably kind of also got working with me at Starbucks oh, like yeah. I can teach you the aspects of of like the business side and I was I was good at that and I could do that well but it's about how to interact as a person and how to really get at what you've got going on as a person to make you a better person to make yeah. you a better leader yeah that was really my jam yeah I mean you absolutely were like a rock for me when I First became a store manager, um, coming to the store, volunteering your time. Uh, and you didn't even work for Starbucks anymore. Like, <laughs> that yeah. had such a big impact on me. Mm. And I probably wouldn't have lasted as long as I did if I didn't have that. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed working for Starbucks. And I grew a lot there. Um in leadership and everything, just like you said. I mean, I wasn't there as long as you were, but I grew and I I learned so much about myself and about people and how to interact with people. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot of that from you. So mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that, and then that leads us to here, right? Yeah. We just, uh, during the pandemic, kind of were like, okay, this is pulling been pulling you for a long time I knew I wanted to do podcasting but it just wasn't the right timing I knew intuitively it wasn't the right timing that's why I have this mic that we use (laughs) (laughs) I bought it over a year ago because I'm like definitely this is so so my calling so in my future but uh yeah it just wasn't the right timing and uh everything fell into place and it was like yep this is what we're supposed to do whatever this is meant to be or where it's meant to go it will it will be and go but yeah. I remember like when we first started, you were like, so hypothetically, if we were going to do a podcast, what would it be about? And I was like, oh, I don't know, but this, this and this. And you were taking notes the whole time. <laughs> you were not talking in hypotheticals <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was very open to making it a reality. You were. <laughs> all I know is that hypothetically was not a thing. And I, I mean, I'm okay with that, but it was just so funny when I think back to it. I'm like, you um, totally, definitely pushed me in that direction because I was very much, I wanted to do it, but I don't like the way my voice sounds. And I am a very easygoing, like outgoing person to people that I know. Yeah. But to put yourself out there to people you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, is that like a drop in the stomach? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have lot. to like pretend like that's not happening. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety. <laughs> a lot of anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just had this like fire in my belly at that point where it was like, 
I had, I'm a very big person at following my intuition. Uh, I've spent many years cultivating that strength, being able to learn how to hear it yeah. and how to listen to it and making, getting myself to listen to it when that time comes. Mm-hmm. And this was the biggest one this year. It, my intuition was just like, stop everything you're, stop everything you're doing. Like you're coming up on a massive pivot. And I listened oh, reluctantly. Oh my gosh, reluctantly. But I knew I needed to. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then that conversation we had that I had with you, this fire in my belly was just like, there's, this is happening. This is happening. But I didn't want to, you know, I was nervous. Like, well, if I don't, I don't want to not follow through. So we'll say hypothetically right now. But this fire in my stomach in this conversation. um, That document that you created with all the notes, that was not hypothetical. (laughs) (laughs) When I finally saw the document, I was like, whoa. (laughs) She was taking, I felt a little like, like I was being recorded. (laughs) Unbeknownst to me. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Like she was writing everything down. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started following your lead and started writing things down too. Yeah. In our notes. Yeah, totally. I mean, you jumped right on it. Like you were, you wanted it and were ready for it too. I think you just needed someone who was going to say, I don't care what your fears are. It's happening. Well, yeah. And part of it too was that I didn't want the, the technical side of it. Mm, And I I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I and and we've talked about that multiple yep. times. Like yep. I literally just want to show up and record. Mm-hmm. I'll do like the social media stuff and the in the writing the descriptions and stuff like that. And you can do the technical mm-hmm. like editing the episodes and and if if it gets to be more of a business part or a business situation, then you can handle that stuff and I'll just show up and work. <laughs> show up and work. <laughs> like that's my dream. Yeah, that's really what I want to do. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to handle it. So I yeah. think because we were on the same page as that, if yeah. I was doing it myself, I would have had to be doing all of that other stuff. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yep. And I yeah. was like, that was really what was holding me back. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of people were telling me, oh, you should do a podcast. You should do a podcast. At least three people mm-hmm. outside of you was telling me I should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I should do one. Mm-hmm. But to actually like download an app and start recording and think of ideas and do all of the editing and everything on Mm -hmm. my own by myself first of all I don't even know how to edit the recordings Mm -hmm. like we we did do one session where you were going to teach me and that didn't end up (laughs) we didn't cover anything (laughs) well we started like I started to show you a little and then it just became really apparent that it's like you don't want to do this at all if you don't have to and and I was like okay I'm just showing you because I don't want you to feel burdened like that you're burdening me to make me do all the editing I'll do it I'm willing so if you don't want it at all and right now I'm fine with it there's no point in us continuing to look at this yeah and like (laughs) if you get to a point where it's too much and you do need me to help I will help right right but but the ways you are helping really helps yeah. Like the things that you do. And that's why it's perfect. Like you, I'm, a, you know, from working with me, I'm a huge organizer. I love organization. Yeah. But I don't know if you noticed in the beginning, I was like not 
I mean, I did that one document, but after that, I was not organizing anything. Every conversation we had, <laughs> I'd forget what we talked about. I wasn't writing it down. I wasn't putting things in order. I was doing none. Of, I had no desire. I have no desire to do that right now in my life. I spent yeah. so many years being so on top of that kind of thing. I have no desire. Yeah. And when I realized that you weren't writing things down anymore, I was like, okay, I'll take that on. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take and I'll write it down. And I and I was doing that. I also have a really good memory. So mm-hmm. some of the conversations I don't write down, some of our planning conversations, but I'll still remember yeah. what we talked about. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just a really good balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really great. Yeah. Awesome. I think we're good there with that. Do we want to add a quote at the end of this one? Oh, I guess we can. Okay. Well, everyone listening, I hope I... Um, I hope you enjoyed getting to know a little bit of us and our background a little bit more. I know some people are really interested in that kind of thing. And I know for me, I always want to know people's age. (laughs) (laughs) So if that's your thing, at least we got that out of the way in the beginning. Um, But thank you for tuning in, listening. um, We are so great, so grateful to have you here. We love doing this and we love sharing this stuff and connecting with you all and and please do send feedback if you have feedback you want to send like we said earlier we've done an episode already from some feedback we received about wanting to hear more elaboration on thoughts on something or curious our um what we think about a different perspective on something we said so that's going to be coming up as well in the near future So if you have any thoughts, feedback, ideas, we love to hear them. We want to engage with you. We want you all to be a part of this. And I also wanted to say real quick, a large percentage of our population listening, you listeners, are from Brazil, somewhere in Brazil. There's like 13 different cities or towns or whatever in Brazil where we are being listened to currently. And we are really curious what... Well, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. That's amazing. But we also were really surprised to see that. And we're, we're curious, because it's such a large percentage of our listeners, are you expats living in Brazil um, and connected to, therefore connected to the different struggles that we have here in America regarding race? Or do you find interest because it resonates with things that you experience there yourselves? or you see in your surrounding um, environment, we're really, really curious. And we would love to hear from some of our listeners in Brazil. Yeah. So you can either email us at info.unitedpodcast at gmail.com. You can voice memo or DM us at the United Podcast on Facebook or Instagram as well as in the show notes at the bottom of the show notes in should be in everywhere that you find us that you would be listening to us in the bottom of the show notes it has a link to click on where you can send a voice memo directly to the platform we record on so then we can also use that recording in an episode and respond to it if you're open to that if you don't want your recording on you can just tell us that in the recording but we would really love to hear from our brazil listeners Absolutely. And uh, as I am coming up on having a whole baby. A whole baby. A whole baby, not a half one. Dorian will keep you uh, 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 abreast. 
updated is what I was going to say, but I don't know why. I just started stuttering. (laughs) (laughs) Dorian will keep you updated on uh, when she arrives and stuff like that. We haven't picked out a name yet, so. Oh, yeah. So I'll keep him updated when she comes and what her name is. Yeah. Perfect. So that'll be fun. And for your quote, your best teacher is your last mistake. Ralph Nader. <laughs>